You're listening to a Living Word Family Church podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about Living Word Family Church, make sure to check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Word Family Church podcast. Glad you could join us today. Podcast. Podcast. Started talking too fast. Hey, everybody. Let's go ahead and start that again. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Word Family podcast. Glad you could join us today as I enunciate my words. Um, (laughs) You look funny. (laughs) Pleased to welcome back our uh, guest, Roger Bensel, our uh, sound technician extraordinaire, um, also master on the keys. For keys. Keys. keys, the keys, keys. keyboard, keys. Um, and uh, as always, Pastor Scott. Well, not always, I suppose, but as most yeah. times, Pastor Scott Millis, our steam is so, or uh, senior pastor, and then Zach Bensel, be uh, who hits record on the computer for the podcast. So glad <laughs> to have you here today. And uh, sometimes uh, I can't even do that right. <laughs> Speaking of which, are we actually recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so glad to have you guys here with us today. Here. Just kind of hanging out. Hope Go you're. Uh, Hope you're having a good day, whatever time you're listening to this. But so, how's your, uh, how's everybody's week going this week? Mine's going very well, thank you. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Had a nice well, storm last night, huh? That's right. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did see the lightning for that. That was before I was. Was it really? Bed. Oh yeah. You were probably you better already, or maybe it wasn't that far north. No, it mm-hmm. was. He was just asleep. Oh, I was okay. asleep. Guarantee it. I guarantee, were you not there? Things like that don't happen in the higher elevations of... (laughs) (laughs) I just know sometimes we'll have a little bit more localized storms, so I wasn't sure. So, but yeah, there was pretty decent lightning, too, from what I noticed. So, it didn't last very long, though, from what I remember. No, it did not. But, um, hey, Pastor Scott, I wanted to ask you, uh, how's everything going with the prayer mails? You know, it's going well. It continues to go well. We continue to get... uh, just some dynamite feedback. It's something that apparently people are really using and really appreciating. Awesome. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. We just had a, a couple uh, who are regulars here, but apparently have not been on our email list. But they uh, they caught a reference to it in Sunday's sermon and sent me an email asking, please add them to it. Awesome. Uh, so they're excited about it too, even though they've not even received one yet. Yeah, I know our, our email list for the church, because that's something that I help to manage, has grown quite a bit, because a lot of people are, hey, I want my correct email address, or here's my updated email address, yeah. or whatever, because apparently they gave us a junk address before, well, now they really want to get the email, yeah. so it's yeah. been it's been really cool, it's, it's grown our email list by good. a good a good, good amount, so it's been pretty cool. I enjoy reading them, and it's just kind of neat to to know that you're, you know, when you read over those prayer mails and, and pray over the topic, whatever your topic is for that morning, yeah. uh, so, knowing so, that you're praying with your church family on something, so that's pretty cool. So they gave you a junk email before? That's why I was just joking. Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> were they afraid that we were going right, to spam them or something? Yeah. So they, Wait, now they're sending good emails, so I'll give you my real email Hey, address. you guys don't still share it with all kinds of people, do you? <laughs> no, no we don't. So, uh, But for those of our listeners who are interested, feel free to... Um, uh, send an email into the church, and we can get you on that mailing list because those prayer mails come out most every morning. Uh, I know we've been maybe we've only missed maybe I don't even know that we've missed a morning. It just might not come out as early. Some that's correct. There've been a few a couple mornings where it does not come out at four o'clock in the morning because I don't write it until that morning. Right. Um, but uh, no, for the most part. Uh, but no, we have not missed actually missed a day yet. Right. Yeah. Of course, we don't intend to. Uh, and we've had I've had some uh, starting to get some good response from others who are contributing. Uh, the written prayers to this thing, and that's great. It's yeah, exciting that awesome. people want to be a part of that. Yeah. And, uh, 
Um, now, it's, uh, and, for, and for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, I think we may have probably discussed this in our first podcast, but we uh, started off the year with a three-week fast yep, as usual. Right, yep. And uh, the theme this year is a year of prayer. And so my, my original intent was to compose a prayer that we could uh, it, it compose in such a way that if uh, a family only had a few minutes together in the morning, they could simply read this prayer, uh, but know that they're agreeing with the whole church. Yep. Uh, or they could use it as a template to go in deeper along that subject. Right. But my plan was just to do that for the 21 days of the fast. But, but it was so well received and, and enough people asked uh, to continue it, that we've just decided to at least do it for the rest of the year, and then uh, then we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think it's good carry it on to cultivate the habit ever. Forever, actually, yes. I think it'd be great. Well, maybe you have to be our next ministry position. We're hired will be. Uh, <laughs> That's a, a it takes a lot of work. It, you know what? It, it does. It, it's they're they're not uh, not something I just bang out. You know, I try to. Because there's that introductory paragraph explaining, here's why I think we need to be praying about yeah. this and give people a little background. You know, it's not as hard. It's not like I get to labor over these things for hours, but I do want to put some thought and, and prayer into the yeah. prayers themselves. So Yeah, that's what's been very good, very insightful, and yes. very awesome. So, Roger, how, you, do you get the prayer mails? I know, yes, I do. Okay, mm-hmm. good. I know some people have, haven't, either they don't come to their inbox or for some reason they're missing them. So, so what have you, or what's been your experience with that as far as? Uh, well, one of the things w- when I uh, started reading through them, a lot of times you start reading through the, the prayer, and uh, whenever you, whenever you use uh, the terms "we" and stuff like that, I always convert it to "I," so I make it a more personal thing. Yeah, and that causes me to read it slower because you know you're trying to convert right. and you're trying right. to convert right. all right. of That's those good. you know things, but it causes me to to actually. Uh, uh, make it a little bit more meaningful and draw it, you know, more to myself. Not that I'm also not praying it for the whole church right, body and right. praying it right. like as you wrote it, but then use it again and turn it back, you know, towards my That's own good. personal prayer time with God. Very good. Very cool. Now, is everybody in here, for the most part, kind of a morning person? You get up in the morning to do your quiet time, or, your, or are you a night person? Yes. We got here. Morning morning. 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 Zach, how about you? I do it in the morning, but probably not as early as you guys. Well, I don't mind hit or miss. It just depends on what I, how disciplined I am to get up early in the morning and when I do it. So sometimes I don't do it until I get to the church and I'll do my study time there. So I was just curious, kind of everybody's kind of a morning person or whatnot. So I think it's I always enjoy getting it. So I'm hoping I've kind of been thinking about that too. Like man, I know it take a lot of work, but man, that'd be cool to kind of keep this going. Right. I think people really connect with it. And Pastor Scott, have you seen? I know you've had a lot of feedback for it mm-hmm. um, from the sending the prayer meals out and everything. But do you, I've noticed, and I'm, I'm thinking that these two things are related, but just a little bit more of a, an excitement and energy and a growth oh, in the church, yeah. even. I mean, we've had, gosh, just in these first two months of the year, I feel like we've had new families coming yeah, in. And, we've had, oh, my and goodness. not just new families coming in, but people come in and come back. You know, sometimes yeah. you always get guests and people that are checking out the church or whatever, and I, then, you know, they're checking out other churches too, and so you don't necessarily see them again. But I feel like we've gotten people that come in as guests and yeah. keep coming and are getting plugged in and enjoying it. And it's just been really exciting to see. How much of that do you, do you attribute to the prayer mail, do you think? Just just having that. 73% of it. <laughs> no. Seven uh, times 7%. <laughs> a lot of it. I was thinking that. I, I was thinking the same thing. That I think a lot of the, the new faces, the energy, a lot of the stuff that you just kind of a, a feeling or a sense. Yeah. Uh, that there's just this new passion, mm-hmm. uh, new life. I attribute all of that to the year of prayer. 
I really do. And I, and I was so, this last Sunday service was so powerful, I thought, from start to finish, the praise and worship, mm-hmm. the words that came forth, everything, and the response to the altar call. Uh, it was all so good. It yeah. just God. It just seemed so God orchestrated. But the prayer that morning was for the service, and I, I I'm kind of halfway convinced that that'll be our Sunday prayer. Unless there's some crisis or something like that, Sunday's prayer is always going to be for the church service. Yeah, Because yeah. Um, wow, you know. Yeah, I think that's unless it big doesn't difference. work, and you know, if we pray every Sunday and nothing like that happens again, right. uh, no, I'm kidding. So no, then, what maybe maybe every Wednesday should be over the Wednesday night service. Maybe too. it should. Because that's Maybe the one of the prayer mails I've been working on. <laughs> that's Maybe. why that's why I totally understand the work that you put into it every single day. Because I've still been working on my one for a week <laughs> and a half. But well, um, you get that to me sometime in June. Yeah. we'll see how the rest of the Wednesday night services go. <laughs> no problem. But you know, I, I'm my plan, my intention is um, to write one just more student oriented. You know, praying over our students right, and right. praying over our schools and our communities mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature. And I just think that's so important, and it's so cool to be hooked up together, and knowing that you're hooked up together as a church, yes, as you're, you know, with your church family. That to me is the most exciting that, thing. About I think this. so too, yeah. knowing yep. that hey, we are praying together on this meal. You know, maybe some people do it in the morning, some people do it in the evening, maybe some people do it two of them the next day if they miss it or something. But you just know that we are yeah. we are praying over these things together, and we are hooking up in faith. And, uh, and and standing you know yeah, standing in the gap yeah. together on these various topics is so so cool. Yes. I just I th- love that. I think there's also it seems like there's a sense of since that that prayer email comes from the pastor. Right. You know, not that uh, I mean, obviously my pastor Scott is my favorite pastor, you know, but <laughs> anyway, just to throw that out there, you know, but uh there just seems to be a little bit of a uh uh well this 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 came from the pastor. This seems to be recognized. So therefore, when I pray this, I do feel like I am in agreement with the rest of the church. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably, uh, to some degree, maybe on uh, for younger Christians, some hesitancy to to be able to pray for certain things because they're not sure exactly where they what they should stand on or what they can pray for and what oh, kind yeah. of faith level or oh, belief right. they yeah. can have for a certain thing. Right. They're just not sure about it. But once they see it come. In that prayer email, they say, "Oh yeah, I can pray for this." Right. That's good. Right. I don't know if that right. That makes a lot of sense. Does it make sense? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, well, it came from Pastor Scott, so it must be true. You know, <laughs> I don't mean to be as trite as that, but I think right, for maybe right. for newer Christians, it maybe does help help them a little bit, gives that's them right. some ground. Yeah, for them. that's no, good. I totally agree. And it's not even just a just more of a leadership thing. It's right. like you're leading yep, in a you're... particular direction. You're leading on these particular topics, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, I think that's super important, that's especially to new believers or new families yeah. who are just starting just starting to get hey. the church. Because not only does that show them what we're passionate about as a church, I mean, right. it shows them our pastor's heart too. And I think that's super important because when somebody first comes to the church, yeah. you know, they'll get greeted at the door and stuff. But their first real, I think, uh, impression of the church comes from the pulpit. Yeah, Sunday, no, I you think know. you're right. Yeah. Now, as they continue to get involved. You know, obviously that impression is going to change people, a little bit. They're sure, going to meet sure. more people. They're going to get involved in different areas of the ministry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so obviously that's going to change. But, you know, for the first, you know, two, three weeks even, you know, that a lot of that is from the pulpit. And I think that's... I agree. And when they know that the pastor's heart, and then when they can see the pastor's heart coming through these prayer emails, I think that's really, really cool. And the fact that we've had so many newer people jump in on and get involved in it as well. Yeah. Well, and... and- you think about the two things, if you could get everybody in church doing two things, reading their Bible and praying. And new families, new believers, 
a lot of times they don't know where to start with reading their Bible, but at least they can open it up and read it. You know, then there's, there's guides and stuff out there. Getting them in the habit of prayer, if they're not in the habit of prayer, it might, make, it might be something we take for granted. Although I still maintain that even for believers who've been here for many years, prayer has not been nearly as regular a part of our life as it should be. But to give them this tool so they can just jump right in and start praying. Yeah. Man, oh man, that would have been so... I, I think it's a valuable thing. I think it's something something like that every church ought to do, you know, in terms yeah. of you know, teaching people to pray. Now, what do you? Now, I've been involved with some other youth ministers and stuff, and so I've seen the way some of the other some of these other churches in our community, you know, Champaign County, kind of in that area, have done things. And these aren't churches, man. These are whitewashed tombstones. These are the sepulchers. <laughs> oh my gosh, sepulchers. <laughs> Dead religion. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. All my pastor friends who are listening to this, I love you guys. Um, but no, I've talked to a lot of youth pastors, and a lot of them. What I've just kind of it's it's always neat to see ideas of what other churches do to get people uh, their um, congregation, their church family, like plugged in together on mm-hmm. something. Whether it's this the year of prayer that we're doing, um, which plugs us in together in a in a in a. I don't know how you say. I mean, we're we know that we're together in prayer. You yeah. Know? But I've seen other churches that'll do big service days or big. Right. Like, what are your thoughts on that? On like maybe doing something like that in the future. This you know maybe this year. Hey, I'm all for big ideas. Or, I'm yeah. just not the guy to come up with them. I'll be talking to a guy here. As a matter of fact, take notes because I meant to contact you about this, Zach. Okay. A uh, guy coming. He's the small groups pastor from. Uh, Glad Tidings Church in Decatur. Oh. Rodrigo Suarez. He's a, um, a Rama guy. Rodrigo Suarez. Rodrigo Suarez. Suarez. I'm going to be interviewing him about their small groups ministry. Oh, cool. Because they have a robust small groups ministry yes. in a large church. And so he's going to tell us some of their strategies. But he's also, now that you mentioned, in charge of what they call, I think he's in charge, one of the guys in charge of what they call Love Week, which is a week-long yes. outreach yes. to the neighborhood where they just that's do yep. service activities yes. for their neighbors. That, like and that's that, so. one of the things, yeah, and it might yeah. be something along those lines that I've, I've some youth pastor friends of mine that talked about yeah this week we're not even having church like on that Sunday morning right, the right. entire congregation goes somewhere and serves yeah. that's part of their Sunday service I'm like that's kind of a neat idea yeah, that's yeah, cool. cool so is that kind of like what they do there is that what yeah I don't know, I don't know what they do about that... Sunday, Sunday mornings but I mean they'll talk like you know they'll go around we're going to mow your lawn we're going to rake your leaves whatever it is just sometimes, sometimes real mundane stuff right. and ask if they can pray with them that is it's not a recruiting thing. It's just a serving thing. Yeah, right. that is it's so just cool. become a real highlight of their year. So I want to hear a little bit more about that. But and you know, open to ideas from anybody. Awesome. Have we? Um, I know at one time you were talking about um, doing some more discipleship kind of stuff. How's that all? Has there been any new developments on that? Some of those. I know you were talking. I can't remember the gentleman's name. The pastor of the church. He came to speak at the Rama retreat. Oh, you remember uh, Joel, Sims. Sims. Joel Sims? Yeah, Joel Sims. Um, how's that? Have you gotten any good ideas off of that? You for know, there's, there's kind of such stuff? a no. It's not something I have really followed up on. I'll be honest. There's there's such a wealth of stuff to sort through. You know, we've got yeah, you know, now we've yeah. got this whole deal with the uh, right now media. The, uh, oh, stuff right, right, A lot right. of that's discipleship oriented. You yeah, know, I want to find something. Uh, if we're going to go with a program that that is. You know, mentoring is the word these days, and we absolutely have to be mentor-minded. But I want to be able to do it from a faith perspective. Absolutely. And there's, right. there's not enough of that kind of material out there that is from a faith perspective. 
You know, I mean faith as in word of faith, right? Yeah. Not from Christian. Now, perspective. now, word of faith, the word of faith movement's been around since the early to mid seventies. Why do you think there's not more? Because we've talked about this, like on that right yeah. now, right now media, which is a fantastic um, service we provide to our church members. It's basically a Netflix for Christian Bible studies and all these different kind of topical studies and stuff like yeah. that. Such a cool thing, but we've noticed on there. There's not a there's right. not, there's next to no word of faith. Well, stuff. and that's always I'd have to do my digging. You know, you'd have to find out ultimately at the top of any organization like that. Right now, media, even though they do have a broad, you know, the huge stable of authors and speakers, somebody's making the decisions about who makes the cut. And if you've right. got, for instance, an old line Baptist hardcore Calvinist, he's not going to allow any Word of Faith material on right. that because it just runs too counter to too many things they believe. The other thing is Word of Faith itself uh, has gotten a, a bad rap in the media. Let me give you a concrete example. What was that? Are we being shot at here in the studio? <laughs> what was that? You heard it here first, folks. No, there was a uh, AP story. Do you see something? I do. I see yeah, a shadow Larry, out there. Yeah, Larry Miguel. Larry, okay. No, no Associated Press... Uh, uh, ran a story yesterday about a church in Spindale, North Carolina uh, that is a cult and it's a well-known cult and people have known about it for years. Uh, but it's been very difficult to uh, get any documentation on a lot of stuff. There have been a lot of accusations, a lot of stories. The trouble they've had is they can't get anybody to cooperate when they go in to investigate. But now something like 40 people just defected from this thing, and they're spilling their guts, telling the story. So they ran this article. Wow. Uh, just, you know, and it ran in a lot of papers. Uh, a, f- a friend of mine, a uh, well, Facebook friend of mine, old, you know, he went to the same high school I did. He's a reporter for the Chicago Tribune. And he posts a lot of stories from other newspapers, investigative stuff. And uh, he, he's the one who posted the link to that that I saw. Now I'm seeing it everywhere. And all that to say, this, this church is messed up. I mean... Anybody with with a just half a brain and and just a modicum of Bible understanding could walk into this church and recognize that what they're doing is not biblical. But guess what? The pastors of this movement graduated from Rama. Mm-hmm. Now Kenneth Hagen years ago, long before they went completely off like they are now. He, it's the only time I've ever that I'm aware of where he had to publicly disassociate himself from somebody. But he did. He's like, like you need to know these people. Wow. Yeah, they went to our school, but they are not <clears throat> preaching what we preach. They're not teaching what we teach. And wow. so they, it's all these people. They, they just sort of, sort of, you know, people who've been involved with Rama have kind of known about these people for a while, but they've never really been in, on too many people's radar. But in this article, of course, what does it say? They practice what's known as the Word of Faith. Following the teachings of Kenneth Hagen, Creflo oh, wow. Dollar, uh, yeah. Joel Osteen, and Joyce Meyer. Well, your lump, your paint, you talk about paint with a broad brush. Yeah. And then turn around and say, uh, these people believe, uh, Kenneth Hagen teaches that uh, if you give to, God's, uh, give to uh, church leaders, God will make sure that you get money back. And if you pray loud enough, God will hear your prayers. Well, I've... He has never taught any of that stuff. Wow. Uh, but because they just put that in there, it's in the newspaper article, 
makes me take a step back and say, well, how much of the rest of this article can I believe? Yeah. Right. But everybody else who's reading it, it's like, wow. Right. So that's what Brother Hagen teaches. That's what Joyce Meyer teaches. Or you get people that read yeah. it and be like, I knew it. I told you. I knew that's how these that's kind of people right. were. Right. But yeah. that, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> and most people, I, I dare say, if you went out and talked to 100 people, one or two of them might have an answer to the question, what is Word of Faith theology? And those people would have a negative connotation. The, the two or three people who might have heard of it, it conjures up some excesses, which right. unfortunately, you know, these, these things, yeah. these, these misunderstandings uh, don't happen in a vacuum. There right. have been excesses in the past. But I mean, it's really a caricature of, of the things that you and I hold dear. That is not the word of faith that Living right. Word has ever taught. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Wow. So all that to say, even the term word of faith, well, we don't want those guys that word of faith, and we know what that means. No, you don't, but I, I know I know why they say that. And that's why. That, I think it's as simple as that. We don't want to put anybody who's associated with, I'm not saying we, I'm talking about they, you know, something like Right Now Media or some of these other clearinghouses of other ministries. Gotcha. They don't want the the stain of, of uh, bad teaching. On right. That. But now I don't, I mean, I see, you know, individual ministries, like you'll see, um, we'll see individual ministries put out their own materials and some different things like that. But why don't you think, is it just because the Word of Faith is relatively a younger movement that you don't see the clearinghouses for Word of Faith materials? Yeah, like no, because it's not that. You're, you, you say Word of Faith, you know, been around since the 70s. That's not true. It's been around much, much longer than that. Your well, charismatic okay. renewal... Right, you know, we can trace true. back to the late '60s, early '70s, but Word of Faith, you know, goes back at okay, least. And I guess I'm referring to, to the '30s and '40s of uh, you know the healing explosion, right. and really the roots are really in Azusa uh, over 100 years ago. So, so anyway, we were talking about the discipleship thing, and yeah. you were saying how it's been harder to find. Yeah, and and, and, and that's not like I've done a whole lot of digging. I mean, we do, we do need some discipleship program, and I think like the Men's 33 series, that's that's, that's good. discipleship. That's, that's a good been, thing yeah. for fathers. Uh, but what that's only for, right. once a year, maybe, that we do a series like that, and that's for the men. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's definitely an area I think I'd like to right. explore more into a little bit and see. And not even just for the church, but for the youth ministry as well. Sure. You know, a few weeks back, we you know, it was like five students that came up and received Christ and gave their hearts to the Lord, which was yeah. outstanding, you know. And then you're like, I'm like, okay, now we need to keep that fire stoked that's and, right. you know mm-hmm. I'm wanting to, I want to make sure they're still coming on Wednesday nights which for the most part they have been um, and sitting under you know right. teaching and the word and not only just you know but time of worship together our band is awesome so leading us in worship and you know I want to make sure they're there for that but what other you know what else can we do that's discipling them individually you know mm-hmm. I mean we only have an hour on Wednesday nights it's a little yeah. bit hard to do yeah. and so mm-hmm. I'm just that you know so I'm I've always been kind of looking for a way to disciple our students as well so yeah. I mean that is so very important because somebody you know you know, have a hundred people go up front in a church service or a youth service and get saved over yeah. the course of you know any number of, of weeks or years or whatever and you know count the number of people that are still serving um, yeah. that are not I shouldn't say still serving but count the number of people that are that are still act that are active in their faith after that initial right. um, salvation experience and it's the number is low, you know, because you because there was no discipleship to back that up. There was no follow up. There's no relationship with maybe other people in the church, that, or they don't get plugged in. Right. You know, any number of reasons that somebody doesn't get plugged in after, you know, going up front and and right. saying that salvation prayer, you know. Right. And so it's like, okay, what do I do as a youth minister or as a minister in general 
to yeah. promote and to disciple new believers. You know what right. I'm saying? Rather than just handing them a new believer Bible and being like, you know, have there fun. You this go, is Brad. great. You know, you're off on a brand yeah. new adventure, you know, and then, <laughs> and then not follow up with that, you know. I know. So, Well, I'm sure you guys have heard this, but one thing I've heard a lot about um, one of the biggest things, especially like for the bigger churches, about how they keep people involved and keep them like um, kind of what you said, doing that discipleship thing, keeping the fire stoked is just through their small groups. I yeah. mean, you get these oh, right. huge churches that have like, you know, hundreds of people. It's going to be hard to feel super welcome Very in that true. in Very what true. you feel like is a crowd. But then you split that hundreds of people up into groups of like 10 and 20 small yeah. groups. That's right. when that's when like the discipleship the and the connections right. happen. Right. Yeah. And you're not going to get everybody involved in those small groups either. It's just going to be, that's right. you know, I mean, you could do all the cool discipleship stuff and small group stuff in the world that you want to, but... Yeah, I mean, the, unfortunately, yeah. the reality of it is not everybody's going to. You know, some people just want to come to church, sit, and listen, and leave. I mean, it's right. just right. unfortunately, right. you know, you want everybody to be plugged in and be on that same train, but not everybody's going to want to do that. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's why you know you mentioned we mentioned Joel just a little bit ago, and, and, and Rodrigo too. The reason I'm, I'm interested in what these guys have to say is both of them have got like over fifty percent of their church involved in small groups. Wow, that's phenomenal. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what the what the record is. You know, I don't know of any church with a small group program where everybody's in a small group, no, unless sure. it's a house church. Period. You know, where right. there is no big church. Right. Uh, but that's the that's, that's I think is going to be the backbone of the churches. You right. know, that's, uh, mm-hmm. and I think in, in a sense, ministry teams are their own small groups. You know, yeah. whether they're that, not that you can't be on a ministry team and in a small group, but like the praise and worship team is kind of a small group. Youth leadership is yeah, a small group. That's true. The ushers are a small group. They kind of got these things. In that sense, the thing that binds them together is the things that they're right. doing, the ministry that they're performing right. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But then you've got, the, yeah. but then, to me anyway, a small group is also not just a group that shares a common ministry or a common goal or a common, um, you know, a common you know, position in life, but um, that they get, they also gather together as a group That's right. on a regular basis, you know. So right. when you mentioned those other parts of the ministry, Worship team, youth right, leaders, different right, stuff. Right. It's not like unless uh, once or twice a year we have a youth leader meeting to plan out our activities. You know what I'm right. saying? I wouldn't necessarily categorize that other than just a group of people that have a common goal. Yeah. And that's, of course, I mean, that's true. Yeah. And so that kind of connects them and stuff too. But I just, I think, and I just think sometimes when you get somebody that's, especially somebody that's new to church, when they are willing to get plugged in and willing to jump into something, you know, yeah. when they do that, Man, it's oh, just, man. I think it, it just, it means a world of difference to their walk with Christ. Not because, not because of anything with the message, but because they are willing to plug in and make it their own. Make this mm-hmm. church their own, make the right. ministry yeah. their own, and really get involved with it. Yep. Yep. And that keeps them connected up and plugged in. I think that's... And that right. is, a, that is important. I've, I've been a member of Living Words over 30 years. Wow. And Wow. Uh, from almost, uh, I don't know, it seems like day one, but I'm sure it wasn't, you know, but I've been involved in some sort of ministry for the That's entire right. time. Yep, yep. And uh, to be quite honest, a lot of times it is that that carries you through the, the low times. Yep. So I to speak, totally you get in a dry that. period and you think, oh yep. man, I just, you know, you're just in a dry period. But a lot of times it's that duty and responsibility. Well, yeah, I, I got to yeah, go to church because yeah. I got to do this yep. or something like that. Absolutely. That kind of does carry you through the responsibility does, That's right. you know, and just keeps you plugged in yeah absolutely absolutely and 
the other I'm on the on the flip side of that as well um, you know we do as church leaders to an extent um, leaders in some capacity in our church or elders or whatever the case is somebody who's been here a long time who's heavily involved and some of that falls on us as well when you've got some newer people you know how well are we engaging with right. them or following yeah. up with them mm-hmm. because some people need to have a little bit of that pull you know be we, like, hey right. why don't you join us for such and such or hey why don't you you know be part of this small group or hey why don't you come in here some people want to be asked you know yeah. some people right. are ready like myself you know i remember when when ashley my lovely wife when her and her family started bringing me to church when we were i was just in high school uh i was super reluctant i was not one to want to come to church because i'm just like to me my memories of church from a kid was stuffy and boring that was pretty much it. And I was of a mind, I'm not a bad person, so is there really, what's the need, you know? Mm-hmm. But when Ashley and her family started bringing me to church, um, they started coming to youth group. I mean, almost from day one, fell in love with the people at church. People just welcomed me in, like, with open arms, you know? And I'm a very outgoing person, right. so I made friends pretty quick of yeah, the people did. I didn't already know because it's in the, I was in the same community, grew up in the same community, so I didn't know some people from school that were already going here. Right. Um, and so being able to plug in and get involved with my youth group, it was just absolutely awesome. So, I mean, I jumped in with both feet and yeah. loved every minute yeah, of did. it, absolutely loved it. But I know there are some people that need to be asked. Yeah. They need mm-hmm. to be asked to, That's right. hey, why don't you come to church? You know, they're not necessarily looking for a church, but they're looking for somebody to ask them to be right. a part of a church or to be a part of something because that's something that they know, they know maybe subconsciously, but they know they need something. Hey, look, I mean, th- this, uh, you came. With Ashley, mm-hmm. you came. Brad Canfield bring you? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I came me. with my family, but huh? He tricked me. He tricked. He tricked. You. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, he tricked that's you? That's a cool story. Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, I don't know. I was just going through a down period in my life, and so he was. Away, he'd been away at Raymond. He came back home for the weekend, and I called him, and uh, he said, "Hey, well, uh, you know, let's just get together and talk." And I said, "Okay." So he came over and picked me up, and he goes, "Well, I got to run and go." check out this one thing. I got to drop something off over here no real quick, you know, and then, and then we'll go, you know, and go talk someplace. It was a church, <laughs> you know, which was right down the street from where I lived, you know? Oh, and so wow. we walk in there and I'm like, oh, yeah. wow. So but anyway, but I, I did, I didn't come back for a year, but is that right? Yeah. But, uh, but because it just it freaked you out or just cause it didn't grab you. I, it, I, Partly freaked me out a yeah, little bit, yeah. I guess. You know, and I knew a little bit of it because I'd talked with Brad. Brad and I had been friends and stuff. But yeah, so it kind of freaked me out a little bit. That's probably the one time we did the snake handle. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, but no, it it was it was a you know it did uh, it took a year probably mostly my stubbornness you know yeah but uh, just the the working on me and stuff like that and I finally just came back you know wow. so, but yeah. Yeah, I think being invited. But yeah. you're right. I mean, I think the vast majority of these people be interesting. We can just do some interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, how did you wind up coming? And I bet most people were invited, came with somebody. You know, now this family that just started coming, it seems to be really hooking up. I mean, they called. They called the church to ask some questions. We are looking for a church. Yep. Yeah. Uh, came in and, and asked some questions. Now, but that's I believe that's the exception. Yeah. Rule. Definitely oh, not yeah. the norm. I agree with that because I think most of our students that are in youth group. If they're not here because their families are here, they're here because somebody brought them. Yeah. Very sure, few definitely. have just come in. Just in fact, in. I don't know in the, golly, what is this, 2017? Uh, in the 16 years that I've been involved here in youth ministry, I can probably count on less than one hand the number of kids who just wow. come in 
off the street, so to speak, because they just want to come yeah. and check out youth group. You know, they're either here because their families are here or they're here because their friend invited them right. and their friend is here because their families are here, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, so I think that's, I mean, relationships are huge in yes. bringing people in and, and, and bringing them into the fold of, of uh, the body of Christ. That's I think right. that's absolutely huge. Um, Kevin Moore, who's, I think he's at Summer Scream this year, right? Yeah, second but, week of Summer Scream, yeah. We've got I a, would, for the first week, we've got a new guy that I'm not familiar with, know. so I'm kind of excited to hear him. Did you put your hat in the ring? I, I mean, they to. would bring I'm you going in. To. I'm going to tell them. You should. I got something on my heart. I, I want to be. There's something, and you heard it here first, but <laughs> I want to be a camp speaker. <laughs> totally should. That would be awesome. You just want to live in the camp speaker section. Oh, of the I live in the lodge. Man. Which yeah, you pretty much stay in every year you were director oh, in anyway. You've already, twice. No. <laughs> twice no, we no, got no. to stay in there. You yeah. Were in the, you were in the speaker's quarters or like that area, the nicer area of that cabin a lot. No, 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 whatever, not whatever, whatever. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying I slept down there with the peons. I did not. The peons. We, would, we would have different quarters, like up in the old youth room and stuff like that. But, Separated. But as far as there in, in the the speaker's quarters, no, twice. Oh, twice well, we got to do I, that. And it was sweet, don't get me wrong. And once you've tasted that, hard to go back to sleep in <laughs> sleeping bags. <laughs> On the bunks. Yeah. Yeah. Dinky yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is that go on, go on. Took a bit more. Oh yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Inviting relationships. Well, yeah. Relationships. Um, the first, the one year I went as a counselor to summer screen summer camp, um, he was he I think, a couple days during like when he was talking to the uh, leaders camp or the camp leaders there, he's talking about like twenty one tips for youth ministry or whatever, and he like he was a youth minister at a little church and one youth minister at a church on the move, mm-hmm. I think for a little bit. Yep. And so one of the things he talked about, one of the points was relationship trumps everything. It's like yeah, you can have the nicest, right. you can have the nicest youth room, nicest church, whatever, all the lights, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's going to be if they, you know, have a relationship there, if they feel welcome. That's right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Now, the leadership thing that you sat in on, was that the morning you skipped coming to see me as I gave the morning message that yeah probably yeah figures okay all right I don't think I even knew you were talking until we were in there I was like was that the all mat week oh oh it it might have been yeah there's yeah there's usually like four or five mats that are counselors at camp and that's kind of the running the running gag so yeah I I do believe we had three mats in a row last year or the year before that every morning there was a different mat (laughs) that they gave the message so but um but yeah, no, definitely relationships are, are huge. In fact, um, one of the neat things about working in youth ministry is you don't necessarily see, well, okay, it's neat and frustrating at the same time. You don't necessarily see a lot of the fruits right away because sometimes it takes teenagers and takes kids a little while to really grasp something. Grasp it to where you can see the fruits in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Scott, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do, I do. And Zach is a youth leader. I'm sure you've seen this too. But, you know, I'll have kids... Uh, years later, and and with camp too. I've had a you know I've you know kind of prayed with kids and talked to kids at camp too, and then years later they'll be like, Matt, do you remember when you said this to me? No, I have no stinking clue. Yeah. What yeah. I who are you again? What's your name again? Um, but, you know, you but know, youth ministry is the ultimate experience of delayed gratification. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But knowing that that relationship. Whether it was just, you know, a kid that I knew a few days at camp and I knew was going through some things, so we talked some things out and prayed together, yeah. or whether it's a student that I've had in my youth group for six years, 
that we've hashed some things out and talked together and prayed together, there's a relationship there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And God, right. you know, God utilizes that and uses that to to work some really neat things in the lives of these kids. And it's just and or or church congregation in right. general. You know, when you've got a church leader or somebody that's involved in the church really uh, pouring into the life of somebody who's maybe new here yeah. and plugging them in or getting them involved or inviting them in. I mean, just it's so neat to see how the the intermingling and intertwining of relationships really brings people into the fold wow. uh, of the body of Christ. It just, I just think yeah, that's yeah. so cool. I love. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So, all right. Well. Well, hey. Yeah. It's like we've. Uh, Overstayed our welcome. Uh, that's right. Those of you who stayed awake through this whole thing, thanks for joining us. Hope you uh, kept it between the lines in our afternoon drive. Uh, thank you, everybody. For me. Roger, thanks for joining us again. Zach. Yeah, thanks, Roger. Matt, thank as you. always, a pleasure. And uh, for the gang here at Living Word, this is uh, Pastor Scott Millen signing off, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>